Uh, we have got Andy Bernal joining us, a.k.a. the Wizard of Oz, the first Australian to play in Spain, play professional football in Spain. We'll just get him set up for a couple of moments. Uh, Butes, I think it deserves a standing ovation. Oh, why not? Why not? The great man. And now involved with the Mariners. Now, I think your official title with the Mariners, Sean Millicam sent me a message yesterday, quote, unquote, vibe manager. So it's all about the vibe. It was, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Is this the castle? Is it the castle? It's a comedy. It's a comedy. Seriously, I've got, I've got it here in black and white from Sean Cougar Millicamp. The vibe manager, quote um, unquote. Yeah, um, the first one in world football. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> nothing wrong with being a first. Yeah, there, there you go. So, um, oh look, uh, I'm head of athletic development, which is you know trying to make our players uh, the best athletes uh, that they can be. You know, world class athletes. That's what we, that's what we strive for. But uh, in between that, uh, Monty dubbed me the vibe manager, and uh, our uh, one of our grand final opponents, the captain of uh, Melbourne City, Scott Jamison. Uh, Took a little pot at that uh, a week before the grand final. He said uh, they have the vibe manager, and, but we have the players. So six one later, um, <laughs> I think the vibe manager did all right. Yeah, weekend. yeah. I, I want to talk about that because uh, there was a moment before kickoff where there might have been like a little bit of push and shove or some verbal. But first, I want to go back. I'm going to put you on this microphone because I think it's clearer. Uh, first, I want to talk about your pathway to play professional football in Spain. Now, I'm not sure how we do it in six minutes but you know just incredible your journey oh look it's um it's just a kid from canberra that uh wanted to to play for australia to be honest with you i wanted to play rugby league for the kangaroos or, or cricket for australia that was kind of my dream but i went down the soccer football path and um ended up at the ais in canberra uh, and then I became the first Australian to play in Spain, the first to captain an English football club. You know, I suppose I wasn't the greatest soccer but I wasn't the worst either. Um, and uh, you know, I lived my dream. I always wanted to play in, in, in big stadiums in, in in European football, and I've played against Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. I've played against Man United, Man City. So um, I lived my dream. Yeah, I, I love your book that you released. Was it last year? Yeah, it was uh, about two years ago. Called Riding Shotgun, and uh, as my time as a you know wanting to to become a socceroo, uh, the son of uh, Spanish immigrants. Um, then my time with David Beckham, managing Tim Cahill, um, Tom Rogic at Celtic, and um, you know becoming a, addicted to to cocaine and crack cocaine after that, and nearly killing myself, and and then coming back, and, and in my first year back in professional football winning the A-League, you know, as part of Monty's coaching staff. So um, not proud of some things, but very proud of others. And then just uh, hopefully I can pass on good stuff to the kids. It's an interesting... Yeah, sorry, well, I was going to we, say... We're it's jumping it. over each other yeah, to get a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's so much to talk about. And we've got limited time. Uh, interesting tale, like, you know, the highs that you had uh, throughout your sporting career. Um, obviously, when you go down that path of, you know, the illicit drugs, etc., that's trying to, I, I, I would imagine trying to maintain or you know create those highs over and over and again oh look i think um i think every footballer is is different but i do agree with your buttes you know we're, we're looking we're looking for for a high for some kind of stimulation after we we finish football um you know we're excessive compulsive wanting to be yeah uh, footballers rugby league stars whatever and, and you know for me 
uh, trying an illicit drug afterwards wasn't good because I was excessive compulsive with it and, and uh, it almost killed me. Um, but uh, I'm resilient, I'm strong of mind and, and I came back and, and got over it. Um, but uh, it's been a crazy, crazy life, you know. The, my book writing shotgun is a beauty around the world. It's, if, if I can, you know, put into a small phrase, it's, it's Jerry Maguire, it's, um, it's James Bond, it's the Wolf of Wall Street, all in, all in one. And, uh, um, you know, hopefully um, a lot of people say it's, it should be a movie one day, and, and, and that's, that's what I'm working on. Oh, hey, I've got, I got so many things to ask you. So uh, you're the perfect man to have at this regional academies of sport coaches conference because you just mentioned you came through the ais in its days when it was legendary and who was there at the time oh look um pat cash luke longley uh, went on to, to win a uh, 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 Chicago Bulls teammate of Michael Jordan's. Um, uh, there's a kid called Todd Viney that went on to play for Melbourne uh-huh. AFL. Um, you know, it was in its infancy. The, the mean machine was swimming there. Uh, some fantastic swimmers, tennis players. Frank Farina in, in football became the first Australian to play in Italy in Serie A. I became the first Australian to play in Spain. Um, so it was it was the beginning for football of, of the golden generation. Um, but it was in its infancy. Um, but again, it was a brand new place, and Australia invested a lot of money into sport those days. And uh, I loved being at the AOS for two, those two years. Hey, Andy, you played with incredible intensity. Your physicality, physicality was a real strength, but you also played a lot of your career injured. Can you talk about that? And also, it's a two-pronged question. Do you feel like you get the credit you deserve for laying a foundation for the Socceroos? A great generation of Socceroos. Well, I was a pioneer, um, and yes, I probably played on one leg most of my career. I was born with a defective left knee, and, and there was very little cartilage in it. And by 18, 19, you know, I had seven, op- eight operations. Uh, so I was playing with no cartilage. So it's like driving a Formula One car with, with no shock absorbers or, 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 or brake pads for many years. And then, um, do I get the credit? Do I, you know, um, it's something that I'd love to be recognised by, by Football Australia one day as one of those pioneers. Um, but, you know, uh, I carry a little bit of the bad boy baggage with me as well. And, and, and um, you know, but they won't cancel me. There's no chance because I, I wrote my book and, and I told the CEO, CEO of Football Australia when he when I launched my book, he was sat right in front of me and I said, you know, I've, uh, I've done a few things that, that weren't great that I'm not proud of, but I think the way I've come back is important for me to pass on that information and knowledge to the younger generations and, and empower them and that's going to be my legacy. If Football Australia want to recognise me as, as one of those initial pioneers, then fantastic. If not, um, I'm at peace with the world and, and I just love helping the young kids, you know, coming through now. Andy, we've seen uh, <coughs> on Netflix recently the, you know, David Beckham story and it gives an insight into, you know, his career and, yep. you know, who he was as a player and, you know, I guess the, uh, the way that he got absolutely hammered uh, by uh, the English media public uh, after that World Cup. Um, tell us about how you come across being his manager agent uh, in his time over there yeah, in Spain I, with Real Madrid. I, I finished playing football. I've played against Manchester United, against David, against some of his you know teammates. Um, I'm not sure what I'm wanting to do as soon as I finish, but the, a lady at Reading Football Club where I was at said, I can introduce you to David Beckham's agent and maybe you can become a scout for him. 
I get on a train, I end up in Mayfair, I walk into an office, SFX Sports Group, they manage. The three first names I see are David Beckham, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. And I say to myself, I'm not leaving this place. I then look it up a bit and the office in Australia looks after Lockyer and, and, and Talos and uh, Billy Slater and people like that. So I'm staying here. You know, I'm, I'm doing everything to stay in there. So I ended up being a scout for, for Tony. Um, I would travel throughout uh, Italy and Spain, building uh, uh, connections and, uh, and relationships between our clubs, and, and that's how I ended up being with David. And um, yeah, just an insane time of, of my life. Where five years ago I was contacted by Scotland Yard in the UK, and, and I'd been illegally surveilled for five years. Our phones had been hacked, our voicemails had been opened, and uh, I eventually realised I wasn't mad. These things did happen. Um, newspapers in England were shut down. Uh, phone hacking scandals and. Uh, there's documentation in, in, in the UK. Uh, people are in jail now and, and things found at their houses had my name on them, Prince Harry's, Prince William's, David Beckham's and we were just, it was, it was a, a real bad time for you know, the surveillance and the illegal you know, acquisition of, of information off people. Mm. It was madness. Uh, we're still with Andy Bernal. In 90 seconds he's going to tell us about the mayhem that unfolded when David Beckham went to Spain. Oh, look, we, um, the Beckham jet arrives, you know, uh, David and uh, Posh Spice come out of the, the, the private, um, private jet. I'm waiting on the tarmac at the uh, Air Force Base with uh, Real Madrid officials. We jump in a car. As we leave the airport, we're on the motorway towards the Santiago Bernabeu, and uh, that's when the insanity begins. Um, you know, hundreds of paparazzi motorbikes, uh, cars, helicopters. So you've got the Army helicopter, the Air Force helicopter, the CNN helicopter, the Fox Sports helicopter. Uh, it's just everybody trying to outdo everybody uh, to try and take a shot. Of, of the superstar signing that, that had arrived and um, look insanity ensued um, every day was was like living a James Bond movie um, in that in that kind of environment but uh, some wonderful times you know read about it in riding shotgun yeah great to see you mate and looking forward to speaking to you also Sean Millicamp and the Mariners A-League W coach Emily Husband on I've stage say, I've got to say I can't wait for the movie <laughs> seriously <laughs> mate because there uh, is who plays Andy Bernal uh, some good looking Russo. Some good looking bloke. Uh, yeah. I was thinking Christian Bale, uh, someone like that. What do you reckon? <laughs>